by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. You're listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll hear music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
Ignore you know, that was the Stents and Mesmerise from their Invisible Sounds LP, which is available from KOTJ Records. It's located in Spain. Shipping starts on the 11th of October. Yes, we all know it means kick out the jams. Also on said record label are three blind crows. This is Like a Storm from their just released Back from the Cave 4-track EP. <laughs> a comment that I made on last week's show about how I like my rock and roll to visually and orally attack me. This, as you know, isn't strictly true. However, a few hours before my comment, uh, I'd just seen David Ryder Prangley, along with Godfather's guitarist Mario Vengis, pronounced wrong, play a blistering version of the New York Dolls' Jet Boy, which almost made me forget I've been up for 18 hours. Consequently, the Dolls' debut album was played on the journey home, and after my first Saturday morning lying for ages, any other style of music was deemed redundant.
Good. So, here is a case in point. I got a message from long-time listener, first-time caller Dave, who said that many episodes ago, I played a fantastic piano and vocal version of Hopeless Case of a Kid in Denial by a female artist whose name has now escaped him. He had the EP, saved on an iPod, that died. I know the feeling. And could I put him out of his misery? Of course I can. Seriously, though, the artist in question is... Penella Anderson. I don't think the tracks were officially released, as I seem to remember them um, downloading them from MySpace anyway. As well as the aforementioned Hopeless Case of Kid in Denial, she also covered Bring It On Home. Hopeless Case still brings a tear to my eye. Know that I won't. If you like the fabs, I dig the hoop. 
Boys and Tyler, he of the Dogs the More, have just released the second Spike and Tyler's Hot Knives album, The Sinister Indecisions of Frankie Gray and Jimmy Palace. The first, Flagrantly Yours, was released an eye-watering 20 years ago. Never have two vocalists been more suited. Cut from the same cloth, but from different tailors. At times, the album sounds like two drunken friends, arm in arm, on their way home, singing at the top of their voices. And that is a compliment. Not every song sounds like that, obviously, but you get the sense, a feeling of great camaraderie. To sweeten the deal, you also get a live DVD recorded at the borderline when the two got together for their dearly departed former drummer, Paul Hornby, who sadly lost his battle with the Big C in July last year. I'm 
That was Heroes by the Hell Divers, taken from their three-track EP of the same name that was released on the 1st of October. Before that, you heard Spike and Tyler's Hot Knives, and I'm still crazy after all. The Damned have disappointed me twice this week. Firstly, by the cancellation of their Britannia Theatre gig on the 25th of November, the day before my birthday. Obviously, it's not the band's fault. But it was a Friday, I had the day... Booked off work, there's a pizza hut next door to the venue, so I was going to indulge in the lunchtime buffet. It's roughly halfway between Friend of the Show and Squirrel Associate, Arkwright and my house, so it would have been great, you know, easy meet-up. And the theatre itself is in Dickens' world, meaning you have to walk through Christmas Carol-style settings that would have been right up a grimly fiendish Vanian street. But no. The band are, however, playing Brighton on the 24th, and I have tickets for Brixton, which actually is on my birthday. Brighton is doable, but it costs nearly as much, if not more, to park in Brighton's car parks. So, Brixton, and just over a week later, Exeter, it is. The second thing that the dam did to disappoint me can really be laid at their door. The damned have always been in it for the money. Forget anarchy and chaos, we want we all burn out of dosh, Captain has said on many occasions. The band always took us, their fans, along with them, with tales of promoters having to pay for their hotel indiscretions and record company money spent down the pub. But at the end of the day, we got great records and fantastic live shows. The line between fan and band sometimes became blurred once again i'm going to quote captain if a punter wants to jump on stage and play my guitar while i'm at the bar good luck to them the damned were always accessible if it looked like anyone was getting too big for their boots they were given serious stick on stage for ages i thought that the damned were ripe for a pledge campaign seriously hardcore fans who would jump at the chance to own a piece of the band and help get an album out so it was like all my christmases rolled into one when this indeed did happen. I did flinch at the meet and greet package, 50 quid on top of a 25 pound ticket, and I balked at the co-writer song with Monty. But what really saddened me was the 100 pound price tag for the announced last week Q&A at the Hope and Anchor on the 22nd, the 40th anniversary of New Rose. Admittedly, this t-shirt, exclusive picture disc, t-shirt and a DJ set from Mr Sensible himself, I get the feeling I'm being fleeced and this is coming from the man who told Captain he should flog the demos the band do for the new album as part of the pledge campaign suffice to say I won't be at the Hope and Anchor but I'll be down in Croydon for the launch of the St George's Walk New Rose art display under the old Nestle Tower outside the former Greyhound uh, where the Damned, Motorhead and even the Ramones have played with live music, an open bar and punky reggae DJ action. Prince of Original Artwork will also be on sale with short talks from key people who were part of the scene at the time and a chance to share a few memories from four decades of punk. And the safety pin on top of the cake is it's free to attend.
since Thursday morning but to have the 80 tickets on offer for the Q&A session there was only 38 left I'm sure it will be a sellout pound intended right back on track with new music and artwork still plays a big part when it comes to choosing music to play or purchase back in the day it would be thumbing through racks of LPs up at Shaw's Record and Tapes in West Wickham, which is now Marks and Sparks Food Hall on a Saturday morning, seeing what covers and band names would part me with my paper round money. I think all of us, of a certain age, had a special relationship with the owners of these independent shops. They knew what turned us on and would offer advice on what would float our boat or sink it to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. So anyway artwork uh, on one of my pr emails i saw an album cover that had me thinking yeah, stooges the band in question were public access tv with their debut album never enough track one sounded like a popular lord of the new church but that was just a one-off with the rest of the album veering towards the strokes or the libertines the band who hail from new york city have some uk dates at the end of this month beginning of next and although i enjoyed the album uh, it wasn't enough to warrant me attending one of them.
was in our blood from the aforementioned never enough lp by public service tv does sound like lords of the new church doesn't it a band i've heard of but not knowingly heard anything by are slaughter and the dogs surprising i know I'm, I'm aware of their basic history and i know the band's original 1975 lineup reformed last year in their hometown of manchester but apart from that and Midlife Crisis covering cranked up really high. They were just the name of a band that I'd come across in my travels. Not prolific in releasing albums, one in the 70s, one in the 90s, one in the noughties, it took Vicious, which was released a couple of weeks ago on Cleopatra, for me to go, what have I been missing? The new album features original members of Wayne Barrett, vocals and Mick Rossi on guitars, with new rhythm section of Mark Reback. Drums and Dan Grisino on bass. A sign, if not a mark, of a good album is not knowing what track to play from it, as they're all good. This is the problem Vicious has presented with me. However, I don't see the, I, I didn't see the point uh, of their cover of T Rex's Get It On. A B side, oh, certainly, but the album doesn't really need it. The other sign of a good album is playing it again straight after it is finished. Either that. Or you can't be bothered to listen to the shipping forecast on Radio 4 when you're driving into work at 20 past 5 in the morning. This is Ultimatum. <laughs> Yeah. 
loose that vehicle for ex Candy Snatchers main man Larry May bring more car crash intensity to bear with a new release on Hound Gold Records in the shape and form of a five track EP called Death From Above, which will be available on the 28th of October on either limited edition green vinyl or none so black wax. The choice is yours. Also out on Hound Gold Records, but not until Armistice Day, that's the 11th of November, non-historic listeners will be Choke Chain's next 7-inch single, Cairo Scholars, back with a cover of The Deviants, Billy the Monster. For those of you who don't know, Choke Chain's features original Dirt Bombs member Thomas Jackson Potter on vocals. Like the Born Loose record, Cairo Scholars will be available on two different coloured vinyls, black and a limited edition orange now go and pre-order
split single time and once again the bitcoins and the hit priests have formed an unholy alliance courtesy of lax noise records i knew the bitcoins were recording a new album for a release early next year but it's been at least a month if not two since the hit priests have released any new records make me wonder that the guys haven't jacked it all in and become bank managers the seven inch is available on white and red vinyl and comes with a random trading card featuring one of the band members of course as a spasm gang member you'll get the seven inch on blue vinyl and all the trading cards what do you mean you're not a member <laughs> Seriously though, we do have Still on the Horizon, the Hit Priest Singles Collection CD and the 10th Anniversary DVD. Uh, although it has only just come out, stocks are getting into the single figures and the band have no plans at the moment to press up anymore. The Bitch Queen's track in question is Rock and Roll Idiot, which is littered with so much cussing it makes it right for a podcast that plays music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. <laughs>
The Hit Priest spoilers with two tracks, Raised on Rage and Mystical Freaks. The latter has been up on YouTube since about February with the claim that it was from a forthcoming television advert and or animated cartoon series featuring the unbelievable graphic adventures of the riotous renegade biker art mob known as the Mystical Freaks, which could be true. But then again, it might not be. I was born to pass out! Didn't know what to do! read last week on Bernie Tormo's Facebook timeline that the guitarist that he replaced in Gillen, Steve Bird, had passed away. Even though Bernie inadvertently stole Steve's gig, the two became friends. When it came to record Mr Universe, the first LP from the Tormo Towns Underwood McCoy lineup, Ian Gillen decided to re-record some of the songs that appeared on his self-titled album a year earlier. However, when it came to Fighting Man, it was deemed that the original could not be bettered and was left as is, meaning Bernie and Steve appeared on the same album, although not playing together, sadly. So I'm going to leave you this week with that track. Till next week, when there'll be more of the same, take it easy. i
style Got a reputation no one dares to question Gives you promises if you should ever mention He's got Stretches right between the eyes of any hero Through the heart of many fools who try in zero Down the road He's a bad mistake Got no heart to hate Got a mind that can't 
There's a 